You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival, running Thursday, July 11th through Sunday, July 14th at picturesque Birds Hill Park. Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years. I'm John Prentice, host of Planet Mainstage, and this episode spotlights Samantha Crane. According to Samantha Crane, to make an impact as an artist, you have to make people a little uncomfortable. She now believes so strongly in this ethos that she has started shaking up her approach to songwriting. By radically rethinking the way she wrote and recorded her fifth album, Crane has managed to put her wholly original oral fingerprint on today's music. Crane has found the deepest inspiration in Just Letting Go. She says she made her latest record, You Had Me at Goodbye, as a healing mechanism for herself and to give people an idea of who she is and where her heart is. Samantha Crane will be performing on one of four occasions at the Winnipeg Folk Festival this year at the Little Stage in the Forest on Saturday from 12.15 to 1.15 p.m. For the full lineup, a complete list of set times, to purchase tickets, and for more information on the Winnipeg Folk Festival, visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca. I had the great pleasure of talking to Samantha Crane just last spring when she came to Winnipeg to play with her friend, Scott Nolan. We will get to that momentarily, but first, here's a sample of her work. If I had a dollar from her album, Under Branch, Thorn, and Tree. Samantha Crane was born and raised in Shawnee, Oklahoma, and is of Choctaw heritage. She is an award-winning songwriter, musician, producer, and singer. I was mesmerized by her singing and lyrics from the word go several years ago. I've been hoping she would make it to Manitoba and Winnipeg someday. And finally, a few months ago, Scott Nolan announced she was coming, and they would be doing a few gigs together in Canada I am so happy to have her on the line right now. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Hi, I'm good. So where are you? <laughs> um, let's see. I'm pulled over on the interstate, uh, I think a little bit north of Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, my goodness. Weren't you, so <laughs> did, did, when, didn't you play Minneapolis last or something, or is that... No, I'm playing Minneapolis tonight. Ah, okay. Oh, I get it. Okay. So you got how long to get to Minneapolis? Probably a couple of hours still or something? Or Yeah, I think it's uh, 
two and a half hours, something like that. I was coming from uh, Omaha today. And it's thick snow, is it, or how is it? Uh, it's just kind of remnants of slushy snow, it looks like, and then uh, really cold, but I'm sure nowhere near as cold as what it is up where y'all are. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks for talking to me. Have you ever played in Canada before? Yeah, I've actually played in Winnipeg several times. Okay. Uh, in collaboration with the, I think they've changed the name of it now. It used to be called the in- Indigenous People's Music Choice Awards. Okay. Um I think it might just be called the Indigenous Music Awards now. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I've, I've played in Winnipeg a few times and played at the Vancouver Folk Festival before okay. and uh, done a few dates with uh, some some different people through, mainly through uh, Western Canada, Central and Western Canada. I've done a few things um, in Eastern Canada, but not as much. So, yeah, I've, I've toured a bit in Canada through the years. Not not as much as um, I'd like to, but um, a little bit. Well, thank you for. Uh, we won't beat this to death or anything, but for for what you know, the weather coming in the weather like is like this. It's you know, it's 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 uh, as long as you dress warm and uh, don't uh, you know, don't want to do too much skiing outside or anything. You're okay. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't have. Uh, I think I don't have the clothes to be coming up here right now. <laughs> it's uh, I think you probably have to have like special clothes to be outside in this temperature. At least somebody like me from Oklahoma. Well, we'll look after you whatever contingencies arise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just getting into the newest album, um, and I want to end the interview with a couple of songs from it, but. You know, it's so hard to choose from, from all the songs in your library. Thank you for the pleasure of all your songs. Uh, I love your voice, <laughs> you know. Thank and, you. Uh, um, would you. Maybe you could tell us in your own words for people listening who, who Samantha Crane is. Is that is that a fair question? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my therapist and I have been working on that for a while. So okay. <laughs> Um, uh, just in terms of like the music though, which is, I'm, I'm assuming what you kind of yeah. were yeah. meaning. Um, it's actually not super easy to pinpoint. I've kind of, uh, maintained myself as like a genre less musician. I feel like, um, I mean, at the core of it, I'm a singer songwriter, but, um, each album has kind of taken on um, a life of its own, um, just because I love so many different kinds of music and um, enjoy writing so many different kinds of music. Um, I think as far as, it, you know, if you're coming to see me live, uh, it tends to be uh, a bit more folk-leaning. Um, so I can always kind of bring my my songs back down to that sort of... Uh, Folk, the folk side of that, because um, that's kind of where I started, was just writing songs um, in my bedroom with, on an acoustic guitar. So that's um, kind of what I've been doing live recently. Um, the newest album is a bit more experimental. I used a lot of synths, and uh, my friend Jamie did um, a bunch of string and woodwind arrangements that I think are really excellent. He did a spectacular job on that. And that's just uh, kind of the way it went. Um, 
but then I've also got records that are, you know, more rooted in sort of a traditional, like, Neil Young style, like, folk rock. Um, so uh, I guess in, in one way, it's just confusing enough to make sure people don't ever really understand what's going on. But also, I think there's kind of something for everybody in there as well. Yeah. Well, ly- lyrically, you say, um, you know, I've, I've been looking at a lot of different interviews you've done and, and listening to uh, uh, the things online and how you um, will use stories and if you want to do a message you don't hit people over the head with it but you build it into characters in your songs and that sort of thing Is, yeah, yeah yeah I think that's that's sort of how I end up you know, I'm not really like a um, situational songwriter I guess I, I just like to tell stories and then kind of let people, um, I guess, make, make their mind up on whatever the undertones are um, on their own. I just, that's just always the kind of songwriting I've liked, and it's the, the thing that I sort of enjoy. That's, that's what I enjoy um, forming, I think, in terms of story and storytelling. Um, I'm really obsessed with just, like, the little minute details of life and observational things about people and... Um, so I, I try to use a lot of that in, in my lyrics. I bet you want a bargain. I hear you want to take cover. Running like a yarn from one mouth to another. Antiseptic greeting, right? Yeah, yeah. That one, that one seems like does come from more of personal experience than either one of your <laughs> songs. Am I correct in that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, definitely. All of my songs are personal in uh-huh. a way. Yeah. Um, you know, they all start from from some something deep down uh, in myself, and bits of myself are always going to you know rub off and. Even if I am telling the story of a, a different character, um, I think in a way they're they're all kind of wrapped up in in different experiences that I've had as well. Some of them more so, but yeah, antiseptic reading is definitely one of those uh, completely based on uh, personal experiences mm-hmm. of um, just kind of how I how I feel like people were viewing me or or. Uh, uh, viewing my my attitude or something like that yeah. at the time. So it's sort of like uh, when you're in the public eye and people expect you to be 
just right on cue at the smile and the handshake or something like that. Or that's not necessarily what that specifically is about, but sort of you, you're going to have other, other things going on. You can't always be right there, right at the, at the moment kind of thing. You might be daydreaming or something, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bad tendency to daydream a lot. And so whenever you're from, uh, you know, some, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the, the culture of the, the interpersonal, interpersonal culture is up in Manitoba, but in Oklahoma, everybody is friendly to each other all the time, and everybody wants to have uh, small talk conversations all the time, and that's um, perfectly good and fine, but when you're prone to daydreaming like I am, uh, you can come across as a bit aloof, I think, sometimes. (laughs) What happens now is what is spreading I'm just looking at my notes here and uh, somewhere all the time. Um, and there's a Manitoba reference in that song. And uh, you said you've answered that question. Actually, you've been here before. But um, is there more to that than just uh, a traveling kind of reference to you know, how, how does Manitoba fit in that song? Do you know? Is it? Can you remember? Yeah, it's, yeah, I do. It's kind of hilarious, really. Um, I think seven or eight years ago, uh, they might have even been longer than that. I had this song called Lions that was getting played on the radio a lot up there. And uh, I sort of jokingly, um, while I was kind of writing that song somewhere all the time, um, I, I thought, you know, maybe if I stick Manitoba into a song, then people will really like that up there and then that song will get played on the radio a lot up in Manitoba as well. <laughs> it was a, a to- it was kind of a you know a joke. That's not like um it was it was sort of an afterthought. I think I just come back from Manitowabi uh festival or something as well. So it was kind of fresh on my mind. Um I don't think it uh my plan really succeeded, but uh, it's just kind of a funny story I like to tell at least with the song. some money cause I had a feeling the car was gonna break down in a day. Picked up a truck and now we're back freewheeling on to Manitoba by the end of the day. Everybody wants to go somewhere Everybody wants to go all the time. Don't you ever want to sit down some Take a little Somebody better say a prayer for me 
Well, you know, your tour up here, actually, you're, you're going from here, from Winnipeg to Saskatoon, but in between, you're going to a surprisingly small little Manitoba town, and I was wondering how you made the connection with Inglis, Manitoba, <laughs> which is near... Uh, that near was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I've never been there. Um, I have Scott, uh, Scott Nolan kind of put that show together. I guess there's sort of a little um, house show type right. uh, series okay. that they do called uh, Roots at Rusty's. And so we're going to do that. Um, I'd also heard about it from my friend Del Barber, who is a songwriter from Manitoba, and uh, he had mentioned it as well. So. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it seems to be uh, well regarded among the songwriters in Manitoba. So I, I'm going to English. <laughs> you, you may even see our mountain from there, Riding Mountain. It's just close. It's on the west side, but <laughs> it's halfway between yeah. here and Saskatoon. So, um, gotcha. So let's get to how you met Scott. Uh, I met Scott down here in Oklahoma. Um, he so I have a friend named Travis Linville, and he puts on, he's a songwriter from down here in Oklahoma, and he puts on a festival every year, right on the banks of the Illinois River, uh, in a near a town called Tahlequah, and it's called Illinois River Jam, and it's it's just my favorite favorite time of year. Um, it's a pretty small little festival, I would say probably maybe four. Four hundred people go. It's it's really small, um, but there's always really great songwriters that play. And Scott uh, was playing one year, probably I would say like eight, seven or eight years ago. And uh, he, he's got a song um, that a bunch of songwriters cover down here. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird. Uh, connection between him and some Oklahoma songwriters. So I met him at that festival and uh, just kind of kept in touch with him through the years. So um, honestly, I, I just asked him if he wanted to do some shows because I hadn't seen him play in a while and I wanted to see him play. <laughs> so that's good. You get in free to the show. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that is strong in your, in your life, uh, which I just want to mention because one of the songs I'm going to play to end things off is uh, is uh, red red sky blue mountain yeah red sky blue mountain so your activism and your your acknowledgement of your Choctaw background and your indigenous activism basically uh, which uh, stemmed a few years ago from uh, some appropriation that was going on at a high level in in your state kind of thing can you sum that up fairly quickly and or what what was going on there kind of thing and how you reacted to it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think it's funny that people always kind of bring this one specific incident mm-hmm. up because um, <laughs> I mean I feel like in the grand scheme of of what's going on in terms of uh, the I guess ignoring of of indigenous peoples, this this was kind of um, I guess silly in a way, but um, I think the incident you're referring to is. Um, our, our governor uh, at the time, Mary Fallon, um, her daughter was sort of having a, a tendency of 
posting photos um, or making appearances um, sort of without regard to uh, native regalia and kind of donning that in a way that was inappropriate. And um, I, I just sort of brought it to light and then it ended up kind of culminating in in a larger sort of action towards that and um, just kind of bringing that to the forefront of the conversation in the state, mainly based on the fact that they were in the pro while this was happening, they were in the process of defunding a lot of the historical society, which um, is a shame because, uh, you know, at the root of all of this, at the root of ignorance of other people's cultures or um, the history of your own country and state is just the lack of education. And so I think it was it was just sort of bringing that that to light um, in terms of, you know, we don't need to be defunding education. Um, obviously, people, even as privileged as the governor's daughter, um, don't have the information uh, in terms of the original cultures of, of the state that she lives in. So, mm -hmm. And it just re required a, an apology, which eventually did happen. But like you said, one of the videos I said, you know, it could just be went, oh, I didn't understand and to apologize. So. But eventually that did happen, apparently. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was where we were at a few years ago. And now I guess the other thing, it's just more recent and we got a lot of coverage up here on it is the, uh, the um, people, the Make America Great uh, School um, and confrontation with Nathan Phillips, a native person in Washington, which I'm sure you heard about. Spun? Did yeah. You? Yeah. And, you know, the way that got rep represented in CBC here was, you know, that um, the reporter was, you know, finding out from teachers in those areas that there just isn't very much education in the schools and there needs to be more information because it's a form of xenophobia. Like these, anybody who reacts that negatively to something is actually, it's just fear basically because they don't understand. So I think, right. you, yeah. Exactly. You're uh, so, um, well, you know, I'm being very subjective here, but I just could listen to your music all day and uh, your your voice, you know, whatever the lyrics are and whatever the tempo of the song and whether it was synths or strings or whatever, it, it just draws, draws you in uh, to every song you sing. So that's the way I'm feeling right now about your music and uh, your guitar is strong. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, thank you for stopping and doing this, I guess, and uh, let you get back on the road. But enjoy Minneapolis. I love that city. Where are you playing there? Great. Where are you playing there? Um, 
It's a, a place called Aster Cafe. I, I don't think they've been doing music for very long, but uh. um, I've got some friends that uh, I think they've just started sort of a, um, a monthly music series there. It's, it's supposed to be a really amazing spot. It's like right on the river, and they do more of like a listening room style show. So I'm really looking forward to that. Thank you. Please drive safe. Thanks so much. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You get out of my head, get out of my dreams. I'm so tired and I'm losing steam. I can only drink so much caffeine. You get out of my head, get out of my dreams. And when you come back, would you bring? I'm John Prentice. You've been listening to a special podcast spotlighting Samantha Crane, who will be performing on Saturday at Little Stage in the Forest, 12.15 to 1.15 p.m. at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com and be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets for this great event running July 11th through 14th at Birds Hill Park.